0: It's shaking and bake. And i help I am her at the Burger King Fell up by the machine Hey, where's the meat? We have the meat I can't believe I ate that whole thing Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball This is Heartburn Honeys with Jason and Stephanie And food You ate it, Ralph <sighs> Hi, dear Hello So, what are we doing? What are we, what are we... um, uh, (laughs) Well, I just ranted at you for ten minutes,
1: (laughs) because I'm about to commence a walk down the moonlit path, and I was salty.
0: Have you ever, um, have you ever used that terminology on Heartburn Honeys before?
1: I don't know, I use it all the time. (laughs) So it's possible.
0: So maybe...
1: (laughs) I think it's (laughs) self-explanatory. Yeah,
0: use your imagination, folks. On Moonlit Path.
1: Mom says it's grosser than uh, any other terminology she's heard. For some reason. I don't
0: know. It's it's almost poetic.
1: Remember when I made the the meme with the mascot for it?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: So I made cabbage noodles
0: because mm-hmm. it's with,
1: Ohio, and that's what I have.
0: With crockpot pork.
1: Yeah, man, the pork is so good. It was such a good price.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: worked up to a buck eighty-nine a pound. I was like, hell yeah, buying this. Mm. And I know people think of the crockpot as a fall winter thing, but I think mm. it's great in the summer because it doesn't heat up the whole house. True. Whereas the oven will.
0: Speaking of oven, <laughs> mm, so tell them about your gaslit path. <laughs> so my stove died. Uh, actually, the oven died, not the stove. the The stove was the stove part was fine, but you know the the oven died. So I pretty much have to get a new stove, and I decided. You no. Know, oh, I have the I have the electrical connection uh, right next to the gas line. No problem. So I'm going to go with an electric stove this time. So I go on July 3rd, day before the 4th. That I'm I'm sorry. The day before Independence Day. Here in, here in the United States. Two days after Canada Day. Um, and. I buy a new stove. Um, I decided to go with the. I decided to go with the absolute bare minimum. I just wanted. An oven that heats up. And four burners that heat up. That's it. No no clock, no timer, no nothing. Nothing I have to break. No, no other stuff to break. It's just... It's basic bitch. Sorry. <laughs> um, so they deliver it on the 6th. Unfortunately, I have to be at work. So uh, my dad comes over to let him in. And they they were in and out in less than a half hour.
1: Sounds like someone I know. <laughs> we can go. Continue.
0: Woo! Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, you know, I'm all happy about it. I get home. Go to test it out. Nothing. No lights. No... The thing has four knobs, five knobs and two lights and one switch for the oven light. None of it works. And I'm like... now now I'm grumpy. <laughs> and I'm looking, I go downstairs, I you know check the double check the, the breaker box. Nope, nothing you know, nothing out of place there. breakers are still there uh and i i know you know i have two two, 220 lines and it's it's not clicking that two 220 volt lines is important here but at this point it's not clicking with me so i turn the dryer on and flip the one and you know dryer's still on I'm like okay that must be the that that must be the stove line flip the other one and the dryer turns off okay good I did notice something when I turned the other breaker I was down at my workbench and I have an LED light and usually when there's like a power, you know, when when something starts up, like if I start, if the dryer starts, if it starts heating or something, like you'll notice a little flicker in the light. Well, when I switch that other one off and back on, the the bench light flickered and I'm like, and then I realized my air conditioner was on. And that's when it clicked. Somebody before me in this house sacrificed the electric stove hookup to connect the air conditioning. So, I had no... Stove hook up <laughs> and that's I was like oh crap that's when it hit me and then I'm thinking all right you know how how could I get this hooked up and then it hit me I'd need a whole new breaker box which
1: what's that one mm, 2500 about that. And what does a gas stove run?
0: About six hundred.
1: And what's the exchange fee?
0: Um, I, I don't know if there's an exchange fee.
1: Well, you'll find out. But either way, it's cheaper than twenty five hundred.
0: <laughs> so.
1: So how many hours have you spent in Lowe's this week? What'd you say?
0: All right, I'll estimate about an hour on Monday. Mm. Let's say an hour and a half on Monday because I went back. Let's say an hour and a half. Uh, hour 45. I'm going to say about two and a half hours in Lowe's this week because I buy the stove. That was about an hour. Then I had to buy a cap for the gas line because I thought I was getting a gas line. And I, I learned something new. Um, when it comes to like plumbing and stuff, like real plumbing, we're not talking, you know, we're not talking female anatomy here. Um,
1: I can't believe you just said I didn't have real plumbing. <laughs> calling you out, Jason.
0: External plumbing. uh, Household plumbing. So I pulled the stove out. I had my digital calipers, because, you know, I'm a nerd like that. I I own a set of digital calipers. Reached down, measured the pipe seven-eighths of an inch around. I'm like, okay. And, you know, they don't they don't sell seven-eighths caps. So I'm like, oh, you know, step down one. You know, it's three-quarters of an inch. No problem. Go back to Lowe's. Bought the cap. Bought the... Uh, bought the Teflon tape for it. Get home. I'm working on trying to get this thing disconnected. I, I kind of knew how to do it, except I was... Uh, unscrewing the wrong thing. Uh, I was unscrewing the whole adapter, which also had the, uh, the gas line hooked up to it, so it was curling up on itself and stuff. I looked up online. I had to take. Basically, I had, I had to tighten the adapter back down and then use two channel locks and just twist the, the oven line off. And then I could remove the adapter line. Or, you know, the adapter, because I didn't need that. And then I go to put the cap on, and it's too big. And I'm like, what the hell? Why? Why? It's a three-quarter inch
1: pipe. It's plumbing math.
0: And I look up, I, I Googled that too, and it says, oh, a pipe that measures three-quarters of an inch around is a half inch.
1: I learned that when uh, I did my sump pump. You know, you haven't truly done any kind of like repair on a hose at your house until you've Mm -hmm. gone back to the hardware store.
0: A few times.
1: Yeah, and you know, you show up filthy the second time, and they Mm -hmm. all know what happened. Mm -hmm. You have to do it; it's part of the ritual Mm
0: -hmm. that is
1: the uh, magic of household repairs. If you don't do the ritual right, uh, you haven't adequately performed it, Mm -hmm. and something will go wrong.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, that was, you know, that that was the capping of the gas line, you know, the, the night before they were coming to pick up the stove to drop off the electric, and then, you know, the fact that I don't have an electric, I don't have electricity up there. So, they're coming back. Tomorrow, that is Sunday, to pick up the new stove and drop off a new stove.
1: And you're going to be there, right? Yes. And what are you going to make sure they do before they leave?
0: Hook up the gas line.
1: Test the stove.
0: Well, I'll, I'll test that myself.
1: But while they're there. So if there's mm-hmm. a problem, then you right. can troubleshoot it. All right. Please don't troubleshoot your own gas line. <laughs> Also, even after they hook it up, please soap test it.
0: know.
1: Okay. Just you know, Mm hoses—they you think they've gone together perfectly, but have they? Mm
0: -hmm. They have not. I mean, I did do the soap test on my on my capping job, and it Mm -hmm. was fine. Um.
1: We just don't want another scenario where Lowe's leaves and mm-hmm. something is wrong, and this time it's wrong with the gas line. <laughs> I mean, at least you can sh- you could shut that off mm-hmm. yourself, but it's better if they're there because they can fix it. They've mm-hmm. got all the stuff on their truck to fix that, so.
0: <sighs> and
1: they'll have new fittings, too, because you're paying for the hookup, so they'll mm-hmm. actually have all that stuff ready for you if, if you need it.
0: Oh, so, yeah, that was my, um, my stove adventure.
1: Yeah, nothing simple.
0: Mm-mm.
1: That's why life is so exhausting.
0: hmm But this thing won't, it won't have a clock. It won't have a timer. It's not going to have any, like, actual lights. I think the only thing... It's got to be plugged in for the oven light. That's it. Oh, and for the um, for the starter too the yeah. the, the igniter yeah that, that helps
1: well mom was saying one benefit of having the gas stove is if the power goes off you can always light it with a match
0: mm-hmm.
1: still use your stove and I get that which I've done oh yeah most of us have but I pointed out to her that like the power doesn't go off for the same length of time where you live as it does where they live because it's mm-hmm. so the mm-hmm. population's so dense it's like a top priority neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's not like when Mm -hmm. we lost power here for a full week after Sandy. Mm. And it was like we were camping in the house.
0: Oh, I had to, um, I I had to light the one burner with, with a lighter at one point because I had just cleaned the whole stove and accidentally got water on the igniter, Mm -hmm. on the sparker. So, and I'm like, turn it and say, oh crap. I need to, you yeah. know, I need to like heat heat it up so that it dries that really well. So you end up you light, you, you light the lighter and then you turn the gas on and it oh, starts up. Oh, I would have just blow
1: dried and... it. <laughs> I wouldn't have oh. wanted to put the, yeah. the lighter filled with lighter fluid near the flame.
0: Oh, it's one of those long candle lighters.
1: That was a very Ohio meal. Mm -hmm. You'll notice I used Ohio church bowls, too. Mm -hmm.
0: Northeastern Church of Christ.
1: That was the old church name.
0: Mm.
1: Back before it burned down three times.
0: (laughs) Decided not to tempt fate the fourth time.
1: Well, that's why they built the fire station next door.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Because they're like, this church keeps burning down, man. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the natural state of the church is burning.
1: It's convenient because when someone has a medical emergency, you also got the ambulance right next door. Mm-hmm.
0: So, would the church be related to the Cuyahoga River?
1: Possibly. Possibly they share some lore. <laughs> I don't know. The, the people that like grew up there are real weird about Cleveland. It's like the big city, even though it's, you know...
0: 20 minutes away.
1: Not even. If you're just talking, count like, the, mm-hmm. the city line, you get on that highway and it's, like, 15 minutes away. But it's the big city.
0: Oh, I used to go, like, when I, when I would go to, like, Indiana or something, you know, people are like, oh, did you fly into Indianapolis? I'm like, no, I drove.
1: That's a very you, Midwest you, thing.
0: You drove from Cleveland? How long did that take? I'm like, five hours.
1: Well, and when you consider, like, the hassle of the airport... And how long it takes to get through that and, park mm. and and pay for parking now. There's no such thing as free parking anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. The worst was... Uh, the worst place to park You know, for an airport is Chicago O'Hare. Think about whatever it is here and multiply it by four.
1: It's so bad here. Next time I fly out of Cleveland, I will just take an Uber. Even though that's going to be, you know, 30 bucks, It's still mm-hmm. cheaper than paying for parking at the airport.
0: Mm-hmm. Also,
1: um, flying out of Akron's not bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Flying out of Youngstown's sketchy as hell. Oh, yeah. I don't I, recommend that.
0: No. The, if you... It... If you park your car in Youngstown, it may not be there when you come back. Oh, no,
1: it's not in the city limits of Youngstown. It's also the Air Force, Mm. the Vienna Air Force Base.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They might draft you.
1: (laughs) Well, the two times I've flown out of there, there have been vultures just, like, lining the... (laughs) Like, lining the route into it. That's great. Yeah, it's kind of a pole barn. I mean, it's sufficient. Mm. You don't need a fancy airport building to have an airport. But it also does feel... Like you're gonna die, I went, and
0: um,
1: it's it's like an hour, not an hour, but it's it's outside of Youngstown. So you have mm-hmm. to drive through all that to get to it.
0: I I flew out of uh, Watertown, South Dakota. Yeah. It is basically me and this one guy that that I met, you know, while there. It, I mean, here's me, six foot seven, three bills. Here's this guy. He's like. Probably six foot tall and three and a half. (laughs) And we're sitting on the plane and he's like, he's like, yeah, they better keep us separated. (laughs) They better keep us on opposite sides of the plane.
1: (laughs) I hate Uh, those tiny little planes. I flew to Boston in one and you could like, mm -hmm. it was like that you had to balance the passengers because it was so small.
0: (laughs) I I had row one. And they called me up to the uh, to the desk, and they're like, they're like uh, "Here you go." Here, and I'm like, "Seat six, or you know, row row like E or F or something." And like, yeah, we have to put passengers towards the back of the plane. Uh, it's not a full flight, and I'm I, I just I'm like, you know what? You don't want to know. Don't don't <laughs> tell me anymore. This no. is my first time on a turbo prop. I don't want to know.
1: Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> I don't love flying to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, so. Not so much that I'm afraid of heights, just, you know, when things mm-hmm. go wrong on the ground, it's better than when they go wrong in the air. And also, I hate people on airports. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> you know, they tell they tell you to get to the airport, you know, two hours before your flight, you know, when like when you're flying out of a big city. With with Watertown, it's like, eh, get there about 20 minutes. Because <laughs> it's, it's a mom and pop airport. It closes because <laughs> they get two flights a day. So, like, they get a flight at like eight AM, and then I think one at like noon. And like between there, it's closed. Like you, you can't go in.
1: Did you know there's an airport like that in Oberlin? <laughs> it's a little regional. Ah, okay. Yeah,
0: but and this is, and I believe it is Watertown International Airport.
1: Did they just add the international because it sounded cool?
0: No, they actually do have a flight that goes to Canada.
1: That makes sense.
0: (laughs) But the place has one gate agent uh, and one rental car clerk and three TSA agents. (laughs) America. It's like, why? Why? Yeah,
1: I don't know if I were going to smuggle something.
0: um,
1: I don't think I'd do it in a big fancy Mm -hmm. airport. I would do it in a small regional one where people are a little lax because they only see two Mm -hmm. flights a day.
0: But yeah, it's yeah that was uh, the worst part about that was the fact that there was a snowstorm heading our way. So I had to get from Watertown. I had to fly from there back to Minneapolis. And I get back to Minneapolis, and I'm in. Have you ever been to Minneapolis Airport? I've
1: never been to Minnesota.
0: It there, where the gates are for Northwest at that time, it was like just this long. It was this round hub, and it was it was you know the there was like the corridor that led down, and then there's like six or eight gates just in this round area, like this round area. And I get there. I look up at the TV, with, which has a weather map. And there's this giant green blob just heading right for the airport. They start calling flights five minutes apart. Basically, they're like, you want to go home? <laughs> Let's get going. And, I mean, they called all these flights... We get off the ground. By the time I got back to Cleveland, everything was X'd out. We were the last flight in. Of course, we did have a false a, a false start on landing the coming in. We're we're coming in and suddenly you feel the, the whole the plane just Ugh, jerk. I hate that. And the captain comes on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Uh, We had to pull out of that landing because uh, there was a plow on the runway. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to try that again. I love
1: how chill the pilots always are. I was sitting on a plane once, and it it was Air Canada, and there was a fire. (laughs) And they came on, and they are like, sorry for the delayed start. There was a fire, and then they just went into the pre-flight. No other information given. <clears throat> there was no hustle. <laughs> the rest of us are like, excuse me.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we, we just had to Yeah, we had to pull out of that landing, uh, let's try that again. And this time we landed. And
1: I bet the pilot was from Minnesota and you know how Midwesterners mm-hmm. we are we will understate things. Oh yeah that are terrible. So, when you, if you were to hear a pilot say, well, that isn't good, that would make me sweat. Mm-hmm. But they're not gonna be like, oh my God, there's a plow on the road. <sighs> they're gonna be like, welp.
0: Welp. Welp, better pull up.
1: Welp. <laughs> Oop. Let's circle the runway. <laughs> there we
0: go.
1: Oh, I never plow. wanna hear a pilot say op. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, let's see. What is today? Today is the 10th? It's the 8th. 8th. Sorry, I didn't mean to make time pass. Oh my faster. god, Jason. <laughs> it's the 8th.
1: Don't age me faster than I'm already aging.
0: Uh, we are three weeks away. In, in Three weeks from right now, as we record this, because probably, I'm probably going to release this on tomorrow or Monday, um, if I remember and don't. Release it a week later, but as you record this, uh, three weeks from now, we will be uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be uh, at Oliver Rockside's chateau, we'll
1: be headed to the great white north. Hmm. Plan on being as rude and American as possible. Oh, hell yeah! I'm gonna learn how to belch out the Canadian national anthem, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna light some farts on fire.
0: I'm just gonna randomly chant USA! USA! I'm gonna
1: mispronounce French words on purpose. hmm.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Just <laughs> typically gonna make a burden of myself.
0: Uh, let's, you know what? I, I have an idea. Let's not piss off the Canadians.
1: What are they gonna do?
0: Let's not make them mildly upset. What
1: are they gonna do? Unionize the moose? <laughs> Get them real high and send them across the border? Put them on a ferry? <laughs>
0: But that's that's the internet for them. The the internet moose walks around.
1: They put the little cell towers in the antlers. (laughs) I like to make enemies before I travel. We
0: we love you, Canada. We really do. (laughs) At least you still have socialized health care. For now. We do not. You do not want to go down our path.
1: I was is... talking to a guy from Alberta at work uh, last week. Oh, God. And, well, he loves it there. And um, he's like, I love it. It's, you know, natural beauty. He mm-hmm. likes the outdoors. He likes the, the climate. And I did not get into it, but I thought, my dude, like, you're living in Alberta, which from what I understand is like the Florida mm-hmm. of Canada. Really? Really? <laughs> But he was very proud of living in Calgary. And downtown Calgary might be gorgeous. I don't know. I've never been. But just from what we've heard from our Canadian friends, that's the Florida of Canada. Mm Mm-hmm. It's probably a lot nicer because it's still Canada.
0: So, let's see. Uh, But they
1: had those enraged truckers.
0: Mm, yeah. From what I understand, uh, Nova Scotia is like the USSR of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quebec is the France of Canada.
1: Ugh, no one likes him. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I said, making enemies before we travel. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, for some reason I thought this dude was from Winnipeg. Mm. I was like, you seem too happy to be from Calgary.
0: <laughs> Winnipeg, Manitoba.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. I think because the time difference. Mm. My assumption was Winnipeg.
0: What about Saskatchewan? good word Saskatoon Saskatchewan every so often I just have to say it. it it's like it's it's you know what that is a great mic check when you're looking for uh, you know when you need you know when, when you want to test your s's and stuff through it through a microphone Saskatoon Saskatchewan
1: I think our equivalent would be Walla Walla Washington
0: yeah. Uh, by the way, that is a real place, folks. Um,
1: I don't think Washington exists. <laughs> <laughs> New conspiracy uh, theory just dropped. Washington's just Vancouver. But it's the extreme southernmost uh, tip of Vancouver, and people who think Washington exists are deluding themselves.
0: Um, now, I have been. I have been to Schenectady, New York. I mean that. That's like. That was one of those places, like, does this place actually exist?
1: It's very rural.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is which is why it's the perfect place you'd find a die-casting plant. Um, I've been to Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. I've been to Sheboygan.
1: I also don't think that exists.
0: Oh, it exists.
1: I think we've got a lot of places in the U.S. that are fake, <laughs> that are made up to confuse tourists.
0: Paper towns.
1: Mm-hmm. Jason is looking at me like he's contemplating our entire relationship. Is that worse or better than being a flat earther? Because cities are just a political right a, yes. a border is a social construct
0: mm-hmm. or it can be a natural construct i mean, I mean the border a, the the border between the United States and Mexico is a physical natural border
1: yeah, but you could also move that it's, I know
0: but I mean, the river demarks.
1: Yeah, but again, you could move them, and people have tried mm-hmm. over the centuries. Um, so I would say it's better than being a flat hmm. earther.
0: But I mean, there's also you know there's there's maps and stuff that have fake cities on them.
1: To confuse as, the Russians. No,
0: it says a copyright trap.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, you can go there.
1: That's more boring and, like, less confrontational know, than my
0: version. I know, but... I know, but... No, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's, it's that concept of, you know, like, Rand McNally made an atlas, and to make sure that nobody else copied it, they would put their own... They would just add a random towns into the atlas. And... If they went, they knew which towns they put in, and, like, if another company made an atlas and that town was on there, they knew that they copied their Ugh,
1: Imagine if that their was their job. So I learned just the last year that, depending on who made the map, sometimes there's bias into what size they make mm-hmm. certain continents and certain oh, yeah. countries and certain cities, and that blew my mind. I could yes. see older maps where we didn't have necessarily the same... Well, um, measuring capabilities, but apparently this is a, like a bias
0: thing that happens. Uh, it is, and it isn't. Um, because projecting a sphere, a spherical object, onto a flat uh, piece of paper sure. a screen there's some
1: artistic perspective obviously but this was egregious
0: it depends on where you know if you put if you put the united states at the center of that mm-hmm. map then yeah it's going to be bigger and africa is going to be you know tiny whereas you know you can fit all of north america and south america into africa
1: the examples I saw, though, were a little more, like, that didn't even, mm-hmm. that wasn't even part All of it. Right, it well, was clearly some, like, propaganda happening mm-hmm. with the maps. And I thought, like, what a weird petty thing.
0: Well, I have, uh, you, you've you probably noticed that I'm, you know, upstairs on my uh, in my office.
1: Yes, your upside down map.
0: I have the upside down map because, you know, again, that is, you know, the fact that north is up. Is a social social construct. construct. Yeah, Yeah,
1: in space there is no up or down.
0: This sounds like we're, God, this sounds like we're getting into Illuminati social club territory now.
1: So, scientists have discovered that, you know, space is filled with Hmm. gravitational waves, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 making space like an ocean. Mm, And I think I discussed Mm -hmm. on the last podcast how space is the ocean and Earth is the yacht then something's going to orca us the, the hell. black holes. Yeah. And I kind of like that.
0: Can't disagree with you there.
1: Like, getting sucked into a void, it would be pretty instant. We wouldn't mm-hmm. feel anything. Yeah.
0: I mean, according to Douglas Adams, you can survive up to 30 seconds in space, you know, unprotected. Uh, you just have to hold your breath.
1: I would complain the whole time.
0: All right.
1: <laughs> the whole time.
0: you better hope within 29 and a half seconds you get picked up and hope it's not a vogon uh a vogon space cruiser
1: They wouldn't
0: want me. <laughs> damaged goods.
1: There's uh, no warranty on damaged
0: goods. So No, that was, you know, that, that was a fascinating little conversation. So I I think we should wrap it up here. Uh we're like over a half hour. Nobody wants to listen to us for a half hour. I'm
1: sure they don't. I'm sure they've already shut us off, meaning we can say what we really feel about people. Alright, you know who else I don't think is real?
0: Uh, let's not... Uh, I don't think
1: Ken is real.
0: <laughs> you met Ken!
1: Have I? Yes! I've met a flesh bag who has glasses and a cane.
0: <laughs> now the one you shouldn't think is real is Jason.
1: That's right. I've never met him in person.
0: I I have met him. So, apparently, he's imaginary Jason now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. That that's actually sort of an inside joke between us. Uh, and I have a Buster here, looking up at me, real cute.
1: He's telling you it's time to stop podcasting and time to start puddles.
0: Yep. So. Anyway, folks, uh, all of you, including Imaginary Ken and Imaginary Jason, uh, (laughs) happy snacking, everyone.
1: Later, taters.